Hey, Summoners. I'm your host, Condor of War. Welcome to the last Patch Notes episode of Season 10, Patch 10.22. It has some little tweaks in it and little changes, but ultimately, looks like Riot has their sights set on the off-season and the new preseason changes we'll be getting. We'll do a quick rundown on the Patch Notes, a little tier list for the last couple weeks of Ranked, and then we'll discuss some cool things coming up with the new preseason changes. Let's get into it. So it's worth mentioning the Patch 10.22 doesn't actually have a lot of like big number changes, but rather has a lot of big cosmetic changes and adds a whole new champion, though some people argue it's just an Echo Fighter of Sona. But nonetheless, we're getting Seraphine, the starry-eyed songstress in this patch. So we'll do a basic rundown of her kit, and then we'll get into the patch changes that are coming to existing champions, as well as the new skins that are coming in patch 10.22. Getting into Seraphine's kit, her passive is called Stage Presence. Every third ability that Seraphine casts will echo, which automatically casts it a second time. The second part of her passive allows her to gain notes from allies, so when she casts an ability nearby allies, Seraphine will gain a note, and she can consume these notes to deal additional magic damage on her auto attacks, as well as she gains increased attack range. Seraphine's Q is called High Note. She'll project a note, dealing heavy amounts of magic damage to a target, and it also scales with the target's missing health as a percentage. Seraphine's W is called Surround Sound. When used, she gains a movement speed buff along with the allies in the vicinity. Plus, everyone will also gain a shield that scales with her AP. If Seraphine is already shielded, she'll heal her allies, and this also scales with nearby ally champions. Seraphine's E is called Beat Drop. Seraphine will unleash a heavy sound wave in a straight line, and anyone hit, will be slowed by 99% for one second. Enemies that are already slowed will become rooted, so this ties into her passive, which allows the ability to echo. Seraphine's R is called Encore. When Seraphine takes the stage, she charms people for a certain amount of time and deals a lot of AP damage to them. Any champion struck, which includes allies, become part of the performance, which extend the range of the ability, and allied champions that are hit gain maximum passive notes. Now that we've gone over her abilities, I just want to give my sort of basic opinion on her. I personally think that instead of doing this to recreate old champions with new looks, they should really just pay more attention to older champions. Instead of necessarily making champions like Yone and Seraphine, why not just update Yasuo and Sona to make them a bit more meta and a bit more playable in the current formats? I just know a few Sona one tricks are going to be really bummed out about this, and the community as a whole really hasn't taken to Seraphine's kit very well. I know Riot received a lot of backlash when she was first shown to us, and I think that that could be a way that Riot could avoid that in the future. Now, normally we cover the skins all in one sort of go, but I instead wanted to talk about Seraphine's other skin that she's coming with. It's KDA All Out Seraphine, and it's an ultimate skin. This is kind of crazy to me that some champions don't even have a second skin after their launch, but instead this champion's getting an ultimate skin right out of the gate. Anyway, now that we've talked about Seraphine, let's move on to the balance changes coming in patch 10.22. We'll start off in the top lane with Nasus. His R is getting a huge boost to the bonus increased resistance that it's getting, but it no longer offers the incremental armor and magic resistance that scale throughout the duration of his R. Now, what does this mean for Nasus players? It just means that instead of having to wait for your ultimate to sort of ramp up, you're going to be able to fight right out of the gate 2 or 3v1. Now, losing the scaling increases in armor and magic resistance kind of sucks, but getting it right out of the gate is a huge buff. 
tenacity, and I think it really helps a lot of people who maybe struggled playing the champion learn them a little bit easier and also have a little bit more forgiveness in his ulti. Now that we've talked about the only buff coming to top lane, let's talk about the only nerf to top lane, and it's Tolulu. Her glitter dance's damage is getting decreased, not so much in the early game, but more scaling into the late game, as Lulu was a very hard champion to punish in the top lane, given the fact that she was both ranged and had a lot of shielding. This does hopefully mean that Lulu will eventually find her way back to the support-only role, but I know there's a lot of people that have picked Lulu up and have actually really enjoyed playing her in the top lane. I just don't think it's a healthy state for the meta to have a full support roster plus an AD and a full AP carry. Let's move on to talking about mid lane. The first buff is going to be to Akali. Now I know everyone cringes when they hear an Akali buff is coming, uh, and this one's actually the one that could potentially boost her into the meta. The energy cost on her Q, 5 point strike, is actually going down. Not so much in the early game, but scaling into the late game, she'll be able to cast it a fair bit more and use it as a much more successful tool for trading and still have energy left over for other abilities. And I know Riot's balance team has really kind of just taken a big crap on Akali one tricks, but I really do see this as them trying to give something back to her player base. Um, so pick her up or give her a try if you maybe sort of left her by the wayside due to all her nerfs before. The last of the mid lane buffs is going to LeBlanc. Her E, Ethereal Chains, mana cost is going down by 20. The chain damage is being increased by 10 at all ranks. And the root damage dealt is being increased by 10 at all ranks. Now, LeBlanc is kind of like a Kali when a small little buff can really just shoot her right up into the top tiers of the meta. So I'd be a little bit wary of LeBlanc uh, coming out of, after this patch, but I don't think she's anything to be too scared of right now, given that right now the meta is just a better class of assassin than what she brings to the table. Next, we're going to talk about some changes to mid lane champions. These aren't necessarily buffs or nerfs, just things that Riot's decided to do a little bit differently with abilities. We'll start with Annie's E, her Molten Shield. So the cost on Molten Shield is going up by 20, but it's actually getting an insane new ability. So instead of being able to be put on Tibbers, it can actually either be cast on herself or on an ally, and gives herself or the ally a shield that scales with her AP for 3 seconds, plus a bunch of movement speed. Now this is going to be a really interesting change, and potentially could see Annie moving into more of a support role to be played similarly to support Lux. Brand is another champion that's going to be getting some changes in this patch. First of all, his passive blaze, damage dealt by detonation, is going to be going up in my opinion, as instead of now being totally based on percentage damage, it actually is based on 2% per 100 AP rather than 1.5 per 100 AP. And I personally see this as an indirect buff. Next, his E is also getting a change. So now when he uses that spreading ability, if they're not ablaze, it will still spread, but the range has been decreased from 375 down to 300. Also, blaze now doubles its range if the target's ablaze. The last change is to his R, and I think this one's actually probably the most interesting, maybe not the best change, but really cool. Uh, his R can now bounce to him as well. So if Brand flashes into the enemy team and pops R, it can bounce on himself and enemy champions. The last change that's worth mentioning in mid lane is a nerf to Zed. His E, Shadow Slash, its damage is being decreased by 20 in the later ranks, but is remaining rather the same in the early ranks. You won't really notice a huge difference then. This should see the god of mid lane drop a little bit in his win rate, but I don't expect to see Zed just fall off the face of the earth after one small change. 
he's going to need a preseason to remove him from his throne. Now, don't worry, I didn't forget about you junglers. We're going to talk about you now. So, moving into the jungle, we'll first talk buffs. The first and only buff in the jungle is actually the Sejuani, a champion that seems to be long forgotten by the player base. Her R Glacial Prison's minimum damage is being increased by 25 at all ranks, and the maximum damage is being increased by 50 at all ranks. Now, it's good that Sejuani is getting a buff, but I don't exactly think that her R's damage going up is going to see her win rate skyrocket. I think Sejuani needs more meaningful changes or itemization changes in order to make her way back into the jungle meta. The other change in jungle is to Karthus. He's being nerfed. His Q's damage is going down by 5 at all ranks. Now, some may say a 5 damage decrease at all ranks isn't that much, but when you're a champion like Karthus that solely farms on this ability almost alone, losing 5 damage on every cast can be the difference between hitting 500 damage sometimes or 600 damage in a team fight. So, though I don't think you're right it's a big numerical change, I think it will see Karthus drop a bit in his ability to clear as well as his teamfight AoE damage in mid and late game. Let's talk about some ADC changes, and the first one is to Ash. Her W Volley is having the amount of arrows being fired out of it change. So it used to be a flat 9, but now it's actually scaling from 7 to 11. So in the later stages, she'll hit a lot more with this ability, firing an extra 2 shots per round. But earlier, she's going to lose those shots. So early game Ash is going to fall down a little bit in her ability to dominate. But late game Ash is going to see a, a bit of an increase in the damage that she can put out. And I always thought that Ash was a pretty meta relevant ADC right now. And I think this is going to see her even more uh, take over the meta and be able to dominate. Especially with tank supports being so big. Her ability to walk those kind of champions down once she builds a Bork or something like that is incredibly potent. So watch for her to see her play rate increase. The last change in patch 10.22 since there isn't any support changes, is to Samira. She's getting nerfed. Her base AD is going down by 2, and her base armor is going down by 2. Now, Samira has had a long-standing domination of the bot lane over the past little while, so I do see this affecting her win rate a little bit, but at the end of the day, she still is a hyper-carry ADC that if she can get ahead and is on a mechanically capable player, she can take over the game and, and still be quite dominant. Last on the list is the skins, everyone's favorite part of a new patch. The new KDA All Out skins will be coming in patch 10.22, and they look amazing. Ari, Akali, Kaisa, and Evelyn will all be getting these new skins, and Kaisa will be the first one to receive a prestige KDA All Out skin. And like we talked about earlier, you can also look to see Seraphine get her ultimate KDA All Out skin as well. So this is a huge skin line. I know the last KDA skins sold really well for Riot, and these ones are going to do the exact same thing because they look even better. Now that we're done with patch 10.22 patch notes, we'll give you a quick tier list and then we'll end the episode off with some preseason changes. And since we're not doing Picket or Bannet, what I'll do is I'll give you the top 5 champions in every lane, and then we'll go from there. So in top lane, it's unquestionable that Camille has absolutely taken over. Her ability to match into tank top laners is unrivaled. Plus her gap closing for ranged top laners like Lulu is impossible for them to get away from. So, so Camille is definitely the unquestionable best top laner right now. But Lulu, Maokai, Darius, and Fiora are all very potent picks in their own right. 
Lulu is a great support pick for the mid and late game. Maokai is a CC-heavy tank. Darius and Fiora are great duelist bruisers in their own right. If you've been following Worlds at all, the jungle tier list should come at no surprise to you. Graves, Elise, Lilia have been absolutely tearing it up right now. They're unquestionably the best junglers in the meta right now, and I just think that Karthus with the nerfs he's getting to his Q is going to be less potent than he is right now, or that his win rate would tell you he is. Moving on to the mid lane, it should come at no surprise that Zed is still the number one pick right now. He's easily the best AD assassin in the game. Other champions like Galio, Yone, Fizz, and Cassio make great secondary picks, but I wouldn't exactly call them the tier zero that Zed's offering. The bot lane meta is certainly an interesting one, as the solo queue meta is vastly different than what we've been seeing in pro play. Jin and Ash are sort of the uncontested picks right now for bot lane superiority, but Ezreal, Misfortune, Samira, Caitlyn have all been seeing a lot of picks as well, whereas in pro play we're seeing a lot more ranged ADCs and teamfight oriented picks like Ash, MF, and Senna being locked in. So. Solo queue is a little bit different than professional play and requires a lot less organization from your team than professional play does, so lock these guys in for hard carry potential. Lastly, let's talk about supports. Right now, it's a tank support meta. Leona, Maokai, and Blitzcrank are all really good picks. You'll also see champions like Lulu, Bard, and Morgana in there, and Pantheon is still holding a very solid spot in the meta, so don't forget about him. Another pick that's also seeing a bit of a rise just because it's being played in professional play is set support. So he's an interesting one for sure. And if itemized properly, can be a very successful high engage damage kind of support. Now that we're done with the tier list, we're going to move into the final part of the episode. We're going to talk about some preseason 2021 changes. My first change that I want to talk about is to jungle items. So we're losing Machete and Talisman and in their place, we're gaining Doran's Forge Heart and Doran's Hail Seed. Now, if you didn't already know, these items are really interesting. They're going to work similarly to support items, where they evolve after smiting five times to consume the item and then gain a permanent item in its place that will either give you Challenging Smite or Frozen Smite. Now, the idea that a jungler doesn't have to put any more money into their base item is a really appealing change for a lot of players. I know myself playing jungle, would much rather build like a sheen on my Hecarim than pump more gold into my jungle item. So this is going to allow those champions that want to prioritize a first build item over the rest of their jungle item to succeed even more in the jungle in the mid and early stages of the game. Next, I want to talk about Ability Haste, which is being the new version of cooldown reduction. I think when a lot of people saw like the clickbait videos that were out that was like riots removing cooldown reduction, people freaked out. But I think if you actually look into it, this is a much more effective and actually economical way to have cooldown in your items. And there's no cap to it. And the last thing and probably the most important thing that I want to talk about is the new items that are coming to us in the new preseason changes. We'll be getting mythic and legendary items, which are really interesting and will synergize really well together. Uh, so I think that's something to look out for as well. But as we all know, with every new preseason also comes them sunsetting certain items in the game as well. So we should also take a moment to recognize that we're losing items like Adaptive Helm, Athenes and Holy Grail, Frozen Mallet, Hextech GLP 800, Hextech Gunblade, Spellbinder, Static Shiv, Twin Shadows, and the old jungle items. 
I know a lot of players, including myself, really liked a lot of these items, so it's going to be sad to see them go, but know that even cooler items are coming in their place that will hopefully fill the void that these ones are creating. Well, guys, that's all for the episode. I hope you really enjoyed what we talked about today, and I hope you guys didn't mind that we didn't do Picket or Ban It. I just figured there wasn't really a point where we're at the end of the season, and only two weeks left to climb anyway. Um, so we'll be doing a preseason uh, episode to talk about all the changes that are coming in patch 11.01, which is kind of crazy to think about. Don't forget to head over to our social medias, leave a like, send me a message, a comment, or something like that. We will be doing a Summoner Showcase uh, episode series starting uh, pretty soon, actually. Uh, So if you want to be involved in that, send me a message and we can see if we can get you on the podcast to talk about your favorite champions, items, whatever you really want to get out to the community. I want you to be able to use this podcast as your voice, as well as, you know, how I use it for mine. And I hope season 10 was good to you. I hope you hit your rank that you were after. Uh, I hope you don't have too much more climbing left to do in the next couple uh, weeks. Anyway, guys, thanks a lot for listening to the episode. Hope you have a good rest of your two weeks climbing. Peace.